Welcome to Forest for Trees. I'm Alexandra. Today I wanted to talk about the former tenants of Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall finished construction in 1896, and Andrew Carnegie created studios above the hall to be occupied by artists. The hope was for these studios to be additional revenue for the concert hall, and they were for over a hundred years. The studios were beautiful, huge rooms with high ceilings and wide northern-facing skylight windows for natural light, and artists had full reign to designate their studio's use. And of course, the location was unbeatable, as was the rent. In 1964, the rent for Carnegie Hall Studio was $188 a month. In 2010, it had only increased to $337. Originally, there were 170 studios. Now, there are none. In 2007, the Carnegie Hall Corporation began to evict tenants with the plan to convert the studios into offices and educational facilities for musicians. These beautiful studios that had been used and decorated for a hundred years have been downsized into cubicles and office spaces. This is especially tragic when you see how the tenants had lived, what they had done with these spaces, and when you know who they were. The last tenant of Carnegie Hall, poet Elizabeth Sargent, died in 2017. She had lived in the apartment for 46 years and was the last resident to leave. She told the New York Times in 2010, I don't feel like I'm leaving the place. I feel like the place is leaving me. Marlon Brando's apartment was beneath Elizabeth's at one point, and Mark Twain used to go to the author's club across the hall from her studio. Leonard Bernstein's apartment was also on the same floor as Elizabeth. As of 2014, the New York Times reported that most of the space that was Elizabeth's studio is now a hallway and an elevator. The most decorative studio had to be concert pianist Donald Shirley's. This is the same Donald Shirley who had been recently depicted in the 2018 film Green Book. His studio looked more like a museum with glass boxes and bells holding trinkets. Statues were piled atop tables and paintings covered his walls. In the middle of it all was his grand piano. He told NPR in 2007 that Carnegie Hall was the only home he'd known in his adult life. Donald had been a tenant since 1955. That same year, he played a concert collaboration with Duke Ellington. When he was evicted from the apartment, his grand piano was removed by a crane. The tenant who had lived in Carnegie Hall the longest was dubbed the Duchess of Carnegie Hall, but her real name was Adita Sherman. When she was evicted in 2007, she was 95 years old. She was a photographer with a collection of 2,500 portraits, including portraits of Henry Fonda, Joe DiMaggio, and June Carter Cash. She was as much a self-made woman as one could be during her time, learning photography from her father and being a business partner with her husband until he passed away at 50 years old. She was also a muse for Andy Warhol, and she described performing the Dying Swan Ballet for Warhol in her studio. Her studio was unique for having a black and white checkered floor and stands out in videos and photographs. It's hard to say if it was the biggest, but it gives the impression it could have been, with winding staircases leading to a second-floor balcony. In the documentary, Bill Cunningham, New York, you can see Bill Cunningham, another Carnegie Hall resident photographer, and Adita Sherman. They hold hands as they talk to each other and bicker about Andy Warhol. I've been here 60 years, Carnegie Hall, and I'm the only one here except Bill on this floor, you know. I've done... This is All the stars of Hollywood. Yes. Well, I'm very famous. <laughs> Look at the people I've done. Look. Tyrone Power, Henry Fonda, Mary Martin. Let's see. 
Andy Warhol here. You, you can't photograph it. Oh, no, okay. just just you. Why not not, this. not, not that, Andy. Okay. Why not? Because not. What do you, mean? What do you mean you can't photograph well, Andy well, Warhol? <laughs> Who are you kidding? What do you mean? That's what he was all about. What? Being photographed. I just sold two to China. This is uh, Bernstein, and he lives here in Carnegie Hall. Jude Carter. Yeah. See, this is, uh, you know who she is. Oh, Tilda Swinton? Yes, Tilda Swinton. Swinton. Isn't that nice? Mm hmm. I've been here 60 years. I'm, a, I'm, I'm really a, uh, a legend now. A legend or a fixture? Well, I'm both, you know what I mean? After she was evicted in 2010, she told Nate Berkus in an interview that she'd like to live to be 100. She died on her 101st birthday. In the end, Carnegie Hall provided the artists who were left alternative accommodations, although it was not as glamorous or as big or as convenient. It doesn't seem like there will ever be another place quite like this artist colony. If you'd like to learn more, the documentaries Lost Bohemia and Bill Cunningham, New York, heavily feature Carnegie Hall's tenants. This has been Forest for Trees. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.